Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 it's that little Chico Pit Boomer, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another exclusive Collider interview. And this is a special one because I'm sitting across the table from Brandon Zuck and we went to school together. Everyone here knows Erlinger. Okay. Yeah. So people are probably <laughs> like connecting the dots here, but I'm so proud of you. Oh, I'm thank so you. happy for you. In case you guys don't know, Brandon has directed the latest installment of Into the Dark. It's called Crawlers and it's available on March 6th. I got the date right. Yes. Right? Okay. Well, before we even get to that, what's up? How's life? How's life, man? <laughs> life is good. Life I've, is good. Do you know you gave me my one and only acting opportunity ever? That was actually a pretty <laughs> incredible short. 
I, I was pretty proud of that. You know, I still have that lip gloss too. Are you serious? It's like t- <laughs> cool because when I moved uh, when I moved to LA from New York, the like the moving company and it just boxed everything up, and it was just in one of my dresser drawers from that. So it came with me. Well, you really you really captured the essence <laughs> of a of a girl stood up for a date. <laughs> I know. I could I could still picture it. It's really strange. Um a lot of people out there always ask us, you know, what do you think about going to film school and everything? And I feel like we're in a special situation. I don't know if you share my feelings, but I get it's different for everybody, but I kind of feel like without that connection, there are so many elements of what I do now that wouldn't feel as good or as right. And there's so many people that I still know to this day because of the program we went through. So yeah, how do I you mean, feel about it? I feel the same way. Like when people ask whether or not it was worth it, it's like even before you start looking at like classes and professors and program and anything like that, you look at like the people that you met and worked with and were in the foxhole with, like, and you sort of have these, like, I, I definitely wouldn't be doing any of the things I'm doing right now if it weren't for the people that I went to school with so who do you have you been seeing anybody lately or have you seen well I live with work? Matt Black and <laughs> Matt Black yeah. is another wonderful wonderful individual from our class of the program yes um I I live with Matt he's doing like really incredible things right now with Iris <laughs> so many people yeah so and people um and I've, I've worked with Nicole Delaney actually we did um we co-created swipe night for tinder this past year oh you guys did that together because yeah. i saw nicole at tiff back in september for her short oh for, for uh, thursday which i edited did you yeah <laughs> i think i brought that up yeah. you edited it and jp shot it yeah yeah, yeah, that's and what it is. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was a family affair. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it should be. I mean, that's. I feel like that's what school is about more so than anything. It's just kind of building that community because, you know, as much as one person can come up with the idea for a film, I feel like the end result is the product of a of a group effort yeah, always. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about your love of genre because I oh, feel yeah. like we always connected on mm-hmm. that level. And I feel like uh, our program in particular had a great appreciation for all genres where it wasn't, you know, the typical cliche of like, oh, like a moody drama in film school. We all kind of dove into a whole bunch of different things. So where did your love of horror come from? You know, I, man, I'm not sure where my love of horror came from. Probably just like growing, you know, it's like growing up. I like, I would sit on my grandparents' couch and we would watch like murder mystery shows. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like at family events, I, like my mother, we'd be sitting in a room full of like my aunts watching reality and my mom would just be like, can we just watch something where people die, please? You know? And so like, I think I... (laughs) I think it just, like, starts, you know, with, like, kind of how you grew up and, like, the things you remember, like, watching with your parents and stuff. But um, also I just like, I don't know, I like to, like, I love character stories, but I like to, like, elevate them through some sort of genre. So Mm -hmm. that's really just what it is. Do you have, like, a subgenre of choice? You know, there's, like, like slasher, psychological... Yeah, you know, it's it's weird because, like, I, I think I don't. Sometimes it depends on my mood. And that's the thing about horror is, like, people love to parse out and be like, oh, no, this is a thriller. This isn't horror. And I think I, like, I'm of the belief that, like, you can, like, have the sort of big umbrella of it. And, like, you know, you have all your different flavors of it. Like, sometimes when people are like, oh, like, what is Silence of the Lambs, you know? And I have this thought in my head where I'm like, okay, so, like, if he is, like, one of, if Hannibal Lecter can kill somebody by whispering in their ear and driving them to the point of madness, then, like, can't a movie that whispers into your ear also be that thing? Ooh. 
You know what I, I mean? But also sometimes I, I'm just in a fucking Evil Dead mood. You yeah, know? of course. <laughs> that, there's there's a different horror movie for every mood. But what you just said, I feel like sounds like the logline of a whole different idea. <laughs> like something with like a killer movie mm-hmm. where it has that sensation of whispering okay, in your yeah, let's ear. Do it. I, <laughs> you know I would never say no to something like that. It's been a, it's been a long time since Child Eater, and I feel like I, oh, I got yeah. that I got that itch again. Yeah, I got yeah, that yeah. itch again. And you know Erlinger, he's always cooking up all this crazy stuff. You, you actually, know, um, I don't know if Erlinger told you this. There's a really funny Into the Dark Erlinger story. Um, Can you please tell? Yeah. Me this? So, okay. So like, <laughs> it's um, Into the Dark moves really fast, and so like I I came on like three weeks before we started shooting. So like and and it's like you know the thing is it's like it sounds crazy but it also sounds crazy to sh- to make twelve movies a year and so that's just sort of what how it works and what we're doing and um you know I I like jumped onto this moving train and I was fully panicking because it's like okay we're location scouting tomorrow we're casting the day after that and you know um and I'm in the office having a little bit of I'm just like trying to center myself and I looked down on the desk and there are these stacks of scripts everywhere and I knew. I knew there was – I knew the um, the New Year's episode was, uh, like, was a queer horror movie. Mm-hmm. But I looked at this stack of scripts on the desk, and, like, one was just peeking out underneath another one. And I just saw written by – and I just saw, like, E-R-L was, like <laughs> – and the rest of it was blocked. And I was, like, queer are what name begins with those three letters? And I just, like, nudged it over. And, <laughs> and of course, it was Erlinger. And I immediately texted him, and I was, like, am I going to die? <laughs> What, what did he say? He said he was like he was like, look, it moves. He gave me the best advice. He said it moves so fast that you don't have time to worry, mm-hmm. so don't worry, and you just trust your instincts. That's I, I think that probably is the best advice you can yeah. get because this is I think Into the Dark is one of the most wonderful opportunities out there. It's it's putting so many different filmmakers that might not have these chances in the spotlight, and hopefully it paves the way to more things in the future. But it it's so interesting seeing someone be paired up with material, especially when it's something that they hadn't written. We had Erlinger and Carter in back in uh, back in December, and it seems like the stars aligned for the two of them. So what was it like for you when you were called upon to do this and, and this script, this particular holiday? Or, yeah, I guess, I guess it is. Yeah, it's it's St. Patrick's, St. Patrick's Day, Day slash bar crawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. Um, it was, you know, it was an interesting process because we had to, you know, you have to, like, sort of um, – I don't want to say like into the darkify a script, but you have to sort of, you know, short schedule, you know, they literally like there's like a two day break for the crew. I don't know how long it's like a very short break and they're just immediately shooting the next one. Like they just like roll over into them because that's the only way you can actually do it on this schedule. Um, And so like, you know, you have to like kind of take a script and make it shootable and workable and like, you know, and and fun for the genre and what you can do. And um, so they um, they had we had a script. And um, they brought on Mike Gann, who had um, done a previous uh, episode of Into the Dark called School Spirit. And so they just sort of brought on, like, an Into the Dark expert to, like, help Into the Darkify. But, like, we all, like, we worked together, like, really closely on stuff. So, like, it was, like, um, it was a very quick process. Was but, was last year's March episode uh, Ides of March? It was Ides of March, I don't yeah. know, it's like, because when I first saw that you were doing one, someone's like, no, it's not St. Patrick's Day, it's Ides of March. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year's was Ides of March. Okay, okay. Um, if you had your choice to pen a future Into the Dark episode, which holiday would you choose and why? 
Oh, wow. I mean, I, okay, so, like, the easy answer for that one is probably just, like, the first thing that pops in your head is Halloween, yeah. of course, right? I mean, like, but, like, going beyond that, um, ooh, that's a hard one. You know, I really wanted to do a Father's Day one. Just because I had this okay. idea, I just had you know, and it had nothing to do with a specific holiday. I just had this idea that yeah. like that like fit right into that. This is going to sound really weird, but I feel like I know it's not a uh, a particular day of the year for everybody. I feel like has someone ever done a birthday one? No, because technically it's a it is kind of a I holiday it's like a birthday day. It's a holiday in a sense, yeah. and you know. If they if they run out of holidays for a particular <laughs> month, that's easy to well, float to wherever you need it to be. You'd be surprised how many holidays there are if you just kind of look. I know. At, if, like <laughs> if you look at your calendar or like your like your little alert that pops up, you know. I just don't ever want to hit the point where an Into the Dark episode is like National Love Your Dog Day because yeah. we all know what happens to pets in horror movies, and I can't handle that. Oh, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. It is. It is very upsetting to see what happens to pets, and uh, but you then keep an eye on Future Into the Darks because you, you may have some fun, fun ones coming up. Oh no! Oh no! They're good. They're fun. Okay, yeah. as long as they're fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you have you kind of uh, been part of the community now? Do you are you keeping in touch with a lot oh, of the people? Yes, because like I mean, the thing is like right now, I think it, you know, and when you look at um, the schedule, how many are overlapping? It was like sure. four. Between the ones that are in post, ones that are in pre-production, ones that are shooting. So you got to work with the main Into the Dark crew. Because I've spoken to some people who, like, when they overlap, it's not, like, the go-to crew. Well, so there's there's a, there's a kind of – so there's, like, there's a main crew that pretty much rolls over. You generally don't have two productions that really overlap. Okay. But, like, in terms of what the producers are doing and what um, people in post are doing, there's lots of overlap because mm. that's much longer I see, I see. than the actual production schedule. But um, – you know, things like um, the director, the DP, the composer, like things like that, like tend to like shift. But when you're talking about like on on the actual crew, there's like there's kind of a core, there's kind of this core team, and they just like they really just roll with it. Can you give? I always love to ask filmmakers about unsung heroes because it's like we know the director, we know the cast, and all that. Can you shout out one unsung hero of the oh, go-to into the dark team? Um, okay, I was constantly impressed with stunts. Stunts was like. You know, you were. I was. So, I'd be so worried about it because we're on such a tight you schedule. You got some good ones too. Well, and here's the thing: like, I really thought I was like, okay, because there were days we were shooting like nine pages, like you know, which is like you know, you come from film school, it's like, oh, I'm doing three pages today, and like you're just right into the fire. <laughs> but um, I was like worried because I wanted to do some like fun stunts, and you're like, this is going to take so long; it's going to our day. We're going to have to like you know, we're going to be over. And every single time stunts rolled onto the set, it was just like perfect. It was like it was like we would just try to do stuff. They have great ideas. They would nail it. Like the whole stunts team was like uh, just incredible. I like hearing that. Yeah. How about your cast? So when you signed oh, on super great. quick, you were part of the casting process. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's again like we got really lucky because like it, it, beyond just being like fun people to work with, there was like there were there were a lot of. Um, a lot of punches to roll with, you know what I mean? Like rewriting stuff like the morning of uh, and everything. And like everybody just sort of like looked at like the handwritten sides and we're just like, okay, you know, and had it and did it. And we're just like, um, I mean, the performances were great. The chemistry between them was great. We got to like kind of play. There were moments we got to like sort of play around and like um, try some different things out and everybody was down and everybody did a great job. What is the scene, without getting into spoilers, that changed the most the morning of? Where did most of those uh, day of rewrites come in? Um, oh, there was, a pretty, there was a pretty big one that was a pretty hard scene to shoot. 
um, where one character was playing two different roles inside the same scene. Okay. And, like, um, that one you have to consider, like, how big those changes are if you are an actor who's talking to themselves. And so you're learning two different sides of the same conversation the moment before you're shooting it. Okay. That that uh, <laughs> that sounds like a handful. Yeah. How much of the design did you get to decide on as far as what's actually going on, you know, the color of the blood, figuring out the rules of the world, all that kind of stuff? Oh, um, I mean, so the rules of the world, you know, a lot of that started with the original script. And yeah. we were able to, like um, – it has roots in the original script, and then we were able to like kind of work around and play with. But there were there were things like um, RDP Jimmy was incredible, and like we worked really closely on like you know it's like it's it's a it's a campy fun genre thing. We like knew what it was, and so you just sort of have to also have fun with the visuals mm-hmm. in and kind of like project the message that like we're in movie world, so just come along for the ride. You, you know? got some good lighting that really fits that oh, yeah. mold. Yeah, yeah. We we did the, we were able to do some, like, really cool, fun things. And, like, I don't know. It was, like, you know, it, for everybody that we worked with, you know, um, it, our rule was kind of, like, let's just have fun. We also had a rule that was good taste plus five. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Uh, if someone were to go watch this Into the Dark episode, would you say that it kind of reflects your style as a filmmaker? Like, if they want to see more Brandon Zuck productions, is this a good starting point for them? Um, yes, it is. Look, like, again, like, you know, t- shooting 12 movies a year, like, there's there's only so much that you can do. Obviously, you want to do everything, but just in terms of, like, just in terms of, like, kind of, like, uh, a seed of the things that interest me and, like, you know, a little bit of my style, I think it's for sure in there. Okay. I No, I would I would believe it. I feel like especially when I talk about the lighting and those pops of color, color mm-hmm. something about that felt, felt very you to me. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a firm belief when you're making a movie that you can be in movie world, you know what I mean? That the, the, the moon can be as bright as you want it to mm-hmm. be and that, like, you know, like, you can... There, there are so many of my, there are so many of my favorite movies. When you actually watch them, um, and you try to parse out like where the lighting design and stuff came from, and you're actually like, okay, but like practically, where is this? And you're like, yeah. oh, I have no idea. You know what I mean? It's like there's, there's, there's a version of movie making where you're trying to be incredibly grounded and feel like you're in the space, and then there's a version of movie making where you're painting a picture with more things than just you know dialogue yeah. and. Um, I tend to lean in that direction. Uh, yeah, and I, like both paths are great to pursue, but yeah. ha- having kind of like that stylistic approach like that is very exciting. <laughs> Lighting in general still still baffles me. It you know <laughs> here's the thing it, there are there are things about lighting that baffle me too, which is why you have when you work with um, a team who are just like experts and artists in lighting. There's like I might not know the name of the light I want. I can describe the effect I'm going for, you know. And then the cool thing is being able to work with somebody who knows exactly how to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why you find these people and you yeah. hold tight to them and you keep <laughs> making stuff with them. I have one story question for you. What are these drinking games that are going on at the beginning? Because I couldn't okay. quite piece together the rules, and I'm always looking for new drinking games to yeah. play. Yeah, okay, so um, uh, Matthew Black, who is, you know, a friend of ours from film school, who's also, uh, who also is a friend of mine that I live with, um, we were, this was, we were working on this script, you know, lightning speed, as we were, you know, doing little rewrites and things, and just trying to pop in little fun things, and 
Um, he was the one who who made me watch uh, New Girl, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Ah. And he was like, "Look at these games that are incredibly fun and have rules that you will never fully understand, and are just along for the ride with." And he he was he was the inspiration. His his idea was the inspiration for um, what would drunk horrible college students with only a partial understanding of Irish history come up with as drinking games for St. Patrick's Day. Oh my god, I appreciate them so much more now. Yeah. And so it's like you, <laughs> that you all trash. There were there were there were there were more that didn't actually make it into the movie, but like there was um the the idea for it is like you just you just take like it's like you just hear a story about like something from Ireland. Don't research it at all and like what would be a crazy drinking game version of that. Yeah, and so that's how we ended up with the Troubles and uh, get the snakes out of Ireland. Kind of want to make more drinking games like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where I would. There start. was one that didn't make it in. That was the Taken game, where um, you are Liam Neeson and <gasps> a tray of shots are your daughters, and everybody tries to take them and you have to get them back. <laughs> <laughs> that one, be, that one is pure Matt Black. There is going to be a major bar meltdown in the near future where I try to orchestrate that, and it just has disastrous results. Yeah, I kind of want to do that really bad. Um, so we always end our uh, horror show on Collider. It's called The Witching Hour with some recommendations as far as, you know, what other kind of genre material are you consuming right now that you would recommend, whether it's, you know, a new TV show, a new movie, a book you're reading, literally anything at all. Is there anything you've discovered in the horror genre that you think people need to hear more about? Oh, absolutely. A movie called Porno. Written by Lawrence Santelli yes, yes. and Matt Black and directed by Kaola Rosella. It is such a fun, but crazy, incredible ride. I feel Shot like, by JP. Did you, and you got a, uh, are you afraid of the dark vibes from it? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. we're totally on the same wavelength with I mean, that kind of stuff. It's like, it, it really, like, it's, it's something that really amazed me. And it was like, it was, you know, everyone at South by loved it. And it's, it's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's this thing where like, it's actually has moments of just like really gut wrenching gore and just moments <laughs> of like, just like pure fun teen romp. Yeah. You know? There's one gore moment oh in it God. that I'm just like, no, no, no. And uh, why would I not expect them to do that? And, and to then keep they did cutting it. back to it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was fun. They screened it at the Overlook Film Festival oh, yeah. last year, which was just one big shit show in the best possible way. But it was nice getting to hang with them a little there because there's really, like, there is no better environment to debut a horror movie than in a horror film festival named after a Stephen King property that takes place in New Orleans. Absolutely. That festival, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I peeled myself off the street and came back here. Um, I'm going to steal another uh, another witching hour question we often ask okay. because I'm convinced there's a connection here. Do you have any pets? <sighs> okay, so I do have I do have pet. I, so I have... Um, my, my dog that I had for for almost fifteen years passed away very recently while we were doing this movie, really? and so yeah, I was like, commu- I re- not to be a bummer, but I was like, the whole time we were in post, I was commuting back to New Jersey to like visit her and like be with my mom. Because I I remember her. From oh yeah, when we were in school. Oh yeah, she's she was still kicking almost fifteen years. It's um, a good age for a dog. Oh yeah, yeah, she was the best. Um, and then we also have um, you know, uh, there's a she's not my dog, but she's a swamp monster that lives in my house. Um, she's, uh, Olive, the bulldog. <laughs> a swap monster. Yeah, she's an I absolute like swap monster. She's just like a sad beanbag chair. I'm just convinced <laughs> that 
anybody who can make like a crazy, you know, uh, like a dangerous, gory horror movie, anything like that, like deep down to their core are just like some of the sweetest individuals ever <laughs> that let, that like love animals and are just super friendly. I think we see it in Erlinger, we see it in you, and it's just the horror community brings so much joy to my life on a regular basis while also keeping me up at night. <laughs> yes, and I feel like that's I why I love agree. it. Yeah. Do you have any plans for the future? Anything that people can keep an eye out for as far as stuff you're working on? Um, I have uh let's see. I have I have a few things cooking. Um still keeping fingers crossed to see if they're going to um cross the finish line, but yes, there's there are Good. there's um a co- there's uh some features and some TV projects. All um, right. That are hopefully coming this is up. the name of the game. I'm mm-hmm. keeping my fingers crossed for you. Uh, just so everybody can keep up with your stuff as things take off, which I, I believe they will. Where can everybody find you on, you know, social media, if you have a website, anything at all? Um, my uh, let's see, my um, Instagram, which I'm constantly deleting, is I am Brandon Z. Um, but who knows? Don't delete it. I feel like Twitter. I I, I might delete Instagram, but I'm definitely going to keep Twitter. Your Instagram was so much fun. (laughs) And then I just, I kind of just realized that I didn't see as many posts from you. Why? Um, I've just been like working a lot and also like trying to like, I've, I've been having a transcendentalist moment. I've been like spending a lot of time in Big Bear and just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you got, you got to do what you got to do, but I feel like I enjoyed your Instagram presence. It is, it is fun, but like. I'm just like I'm a, I'm a pretty big like uh, offender just when it comes to like completely baseless insecurity and you know <laughs> I think we all we all have that a sometimes bit. you just need to like be in the woods you know what I mean also here's the thing I was spending a lot of time getting in bed and scrolling through feeds yes. when I could have been getting in bed and watching movies so no that's that's fair too I've yeah. I've definitely been guilty of that myself I still haven't gone to the woods since I moved out here I'll take I you. feel I feel like I just live in the Burbank bubble. I will take you. <laughs> okay, I'm no, I'm down. <laughs> I want to go out to the woods and I I like want to write a horror movie in the woods or something. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Me, me, you and I know er- some Erlinger real should pick up and up go. Yeah. Yeah. That's my kind of cabin. Oh yeah, I know. I know all the weird old ones. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I'm already loving it. I'm already love. I'm already having like flashbacks. Where you were never on the set of Child Eater, were you? I wasn't, but I did make the poster. <laughs> You did. You made the poster. Yeah. Yeah. For oh the short. Oh, my God. The, and, you know, I was just thinking of the short, too, because, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen at this point, but South by is right around the corner. And that's mm-hmm. where we, we brought the poster and we we had it up in the uh, in the gallery that they had there. Yeah, I remember. I still I love that poster. <laughs> you, yeah. I love that movie. Oh, that was like such an experience. <laughs> I just still can't believe that happened and where we've all ended up now. But no. I'm very happy for you. Oh, thank you. Crawlers. Into the Dark, available for you guys to stream on March 6th. Do not miss it. Have some fun. You know, like, kick back, have a couple beers with friends, and just have a fun time watching on a horror Hulu. movie. On Hulu. Yeah. Of course it's on Hulu. All the Into the Darks are on Hulu. If you have not watched an Into the Dark, let this be let this be the gateway. Go check them all out. But I feel like a good activity is to watch this movie and then to try to play this Liam Neeson <laughs> drinking game because... You've you've piqued my in- yeah, my interest yeah, yeah. in that department. I'm determined to play it now. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, thank you so much for your time thank today. You. Big thanks to everybody out there watching and listening to this interview. Please like and share it before you go, and we will see you soon with more exclusive interviews right here at Collider. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. 
or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code Enjoy15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.